DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Draftheads, welcome back. It is another Sunday show. What a treat. Surprise. Um, we are back. It's the KPC Key Pass Collective. I'm Joe Williams. I'll be your host here today. We've got midweek matches coming up, so we thought we'd bring you an extra special early episode this week. So we're going to hopefully get you ready for a lot of the goings on um, over the midweek matches coming up here this week. Reminder, the Key Pass Collective is the audio companion to the Draft Society website. What is the Draft Society? Well, we've got rankings, stats, we've got articles, we've got everything that you need to dominate this draft game. Plus, if you are willing to part with a couple of dollars a month, we've got insider benefits. If you're interested, player projections, rest of season rankings weekly from Robbie, uh, fixture difficulty tracker that we release for every single, every single position on the pitch. Uh, we've got personalized confidential trade advice. If you're interested in that, that goes through the email. Your league mates will never see that. And then we've got ghost point trackers and just so much more as well. So if you're interested, head over to the Draft Society. That's where it's all going down. Okay, let's uh, welcome in. We've got a, a full house here today. It's going to be good. Um, let's focus on some of the newcomers first before we get to, to some of the faces slash voices that you're used to hearing. So first of all, back with us, um, recent recent addition to the draft society for this um for this particular season and uh has settled in just swimmingly gavin how's it going my friend hey it's going well and uh yeah thanks for the kind words um i guess feeling good about having my feet uh wet is that the right thing to say <laughs> i don't even know at this point i think it's getting um, your feet wet yeah but like, just having your feet wet i think it's not <laughs> yeah, really cool. Doesn't sound as comfortable to me. No, definitely not. So, <laughs> anyway, awkward intro aside, well, it's good to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you, wet feet and all. Um, <laughs> all right, back on the podcast, joining us again, uh, one of our listeners' favorite voices, truly a voice for radio. Um, I won't say anything about the face, but how are you, Benji? <laughs> Oh God! You always dunk on me when you no, introduce no, me. No, no, no! I love you. No, and I appreciate it, and I deserve it. <laughs> I, I'm doing good, man. I'll just have you know the last time I was on this podcast, I was 15 and two in my league. Yeah, and I lost nine games mm-hmm. in a row, and that, that is not a joke. Nope, yep. that doesn't surprise me at all. We have that effect on people. Yeah, it's like yeah. the uh, Madden cover effect kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, come be a guest on this podcast, and your team is guaranteed to eat poop. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. Yep. Absolutely. Um, well, well, I'm hoping this time that's that's not. Well, actually, no. This time it's not going to be the same because you and Toddy, the aforementioned voice that people are used to, um, you're actually managing a team together. Is that right? Yeah, he's my uh, Hungarian rabbit's foot. Is that what that's how I would describe you, Toddy? <laughs> I th- I think so. Uh, I I I was expecting lackey. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm fine with rabbit's foot. That's that's um, that's higher than what I was aiming for. <laughs> I think the combination has surprised both of us. It's been really it's been really cool. 
I'm not no. awake. I'm a, I'm a West Coast sufferer, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Three thirty a.m. Uh, early morning kickoff yep. um, lineup announcements. Brutal. Yeah, no, yep. it's terrible. Enlist terrible. the help of your European friends, my West Coasties, please. Especially yes. because sometimes then they convince you to draft Roberto Firmino. Hey, and sometimes that actually pays off. <laughs> <laughs> On a rare occasion, Ryan would say, but still. And he would be right. He's a monster, but he's actually totally correct about that. <laughs> Toddy, go uh, on. Have your day in the sun. I, I didn't want to gloat, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, I have to tell you that um, um, even the Roberto Firmino effect on my teams is such that even my teams that didn't have Roberto Firmino in them won this league this season. Um, so. <laughs> So it's it's just the the light that is shining on me right now is is touching all my teams, all my fantasy teams. Wow. Wow. So exactly. That's that's the Firmino effect and I'm loving it. I mean, I've been fairly quiet um in the last two days. Um <laughs> it's just I think I think it's to be honest, I didn't want to use the um if I speak meme. Or um, because that's that's reserved for Reese James centre back uh-huh. starts, um, and then I still haven't found still haven't found the perfect um, sort of humble brag meme mm-hmm. for for me. No, I think yeah, but for every one of those managers that you've discouraged from rostering Reese James, there's some <laughs> recent news that's going to affect the people who did is, roster Reese James. So this is more true. on that. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, do you mean the um, imminent signing of Anthony Gordon, the new right wing back of Chelsea Football Club? <laughs> That's absolutely what he's talking about. Yeah, would not surprise me actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll be talking about that as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so listeners, I, I would say like ninety three percent of our gloating is is usually in jest. We we really we really aren't uh, that full of ourselves. Although we did have a Twitter comment this week that said that we were arrogant and we got w- w- what was coming to us um, about the uh, Raheem Sterling conversation from last week, which is fine. That's all in good fun. But I do want to just remind people, um, Jeannie had some DMs this week that were straight up just inhuman um things that included racist remarks things that included uh homophobic remarks things that included uh slurs about um mental disabilities things like that because he said that he didn't like a player and then that player scored two goals the week after he was on the pod saying it so so sure dunk on him fine say ha ha genie in the mud genie got what's coming to him but that kind of thing insane absolutely ridiculous and um honestly like if that's going to be your recourse when we get something wrong you can go ahead and turn the pot off right now to be completely honest um or go for a very long walk and maybe don't come back yeah right <laughs> i mean the community is a place of positivity like there's just no room for that I'm, i won't speak on it anymore but that's just absolutely ridiculous and and genie knows we love him and and yeah everyone here you know share whatever opinions you want because it you don't deserve that. So, and there, listeners. And also, there's plenty of skepticism regarding Sterling that's not owned. <laughs> I, he like Genie's not on a a very like lonely corner with that take. Like it's it's nothing's looking great in the Chelsea attack right now. So, come right. on, people. 
I was going to say he's been right about Mount so far, hasn't he? So. And he's also been right a little bit about. Um, I hate saying this because this is like this is where you tip off people in your your league. <laughs> Toti, yeah. see what you're doing to us. Yeah. We're, we're ruined after this. But Cancelo's. I'm concerned. Uh, he 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 has. He's been right about that too. Anyway, okay. Um, that aside, let's just let's be positive. Just cut out the hate, and especially if you're gonna post just nasty shit like that go away um all right (laughs) today on the show we're going to talk rotation readiness for the midweek games we think we're going to see some players um crack the starting 11 who who haven't yet which is going to be cool to see but also probably infuriating for your fantasy team so we want to try to get you ready for that we're also going to talk about deadline day and some recent transfers that have happened and how we value them um and then finally we'll just kind of End it with some streamers for the game week if they aren't already mentioned in uh, some of the other segments in there. So let's kick it off. Rotation readiness. Um, I sent out just sort of like an all shout to the Draft Society uh, gents. Um, Oh, yeah. Also, I'm not allowed to say lads anymore because I have an American accent. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to say it anyway to the Draft Society lads. Um, I'm kidding. Twitter was awesome this week. Aside from those things I already <laughs> mentioned, I loved, I loved the bands. It was good. Anyway. Um, I probably can't say that either. Okay. Um, I was asking for some players who potentially might, um, rotate and actually get a, a, a spot in the 11 this week. So here are some of the ones that we came up with and then guys, I'm just going to kick it over to you. Um, talk about any of them that you like, talk about other ones that I might've left out. So just guys that we were sort of spitballing, throwing around. Eddie and Ketia, Sinistera, potentially Vieira, um, the other Fabio, Carvalho, Damsgaard, Tomiyasu, KLP, Simikas, Pulisic, Alvarez, Doherty, Richarlison, Neil Maupai, Enoch Mwepu, Stuart Armstrong, Tom Kearney, Patsendaka, uh, JP Mateta, and Tariq Lamptey. Are there any of those that you want to hit on especially or um, are there others that I've left out? Gavin, let's go to you. We haven't heard much from you. Sure. Um, yeah, I think a lot of these are, are good names uh, and people that will likely get a start this week. Uh, I think you may have to be kind of checking lineups, but you can get a jump on it by you know wavering in some of these guys um, before waivers run. I guess we've got games starting Tuesday, right? So yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick turnaround. Get some waiver claims in for some of these guys, and then uh, just keep an eye on lineups, and you can you can drop them out of your team if you need to. But I, I guess in particular, the ones that kind of stood out to me from this list, uh, I think Simikas is probably due a start. Uh, we were kind of debating this in our our league chat um, over the past couple of days, like when Simikas was going to get a start, and. I was kind of of the opinion that Rabo would continue to to get starts until Liverpool got that first win, mm. and now that that's happened, I can <laughs> I can is. definitely see him. Yeah, uh, yeah, resounding win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can I can definitely see uh, some rotation. And again, it may not be until the Merseyside derby that Semikas gets his chance. But I think just given the number of games. Uh, over the course of this week and the fact that Rabo has looked okay but not fantastic um, I could see him getting a rest and Simikas getting a start um, another fullback that I like the look of this week is Tomiyasu um, I think he's been kind of knocking on the door and uh, potentially could get a start ahead of Ben White this week 
Um, I, I think it'll be White that drops out and not Saliba just based on recent form, but that's another one to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, Tomiyasu last season when he was fit was a, a really great fantasy asset to have. Uh, he's he's one that racks up the ghost points and does really well with uh, attacking and defensive side of the ball. So uh, another one I, I think could be uh, worth keeping an eye on or even putting a claim in for. And then, Joe, do you want... How, how many of these do you want? Like two or three? <laughs> it's up to you, man. We, we can, let, let's go to the other guys and then we can come yeah, back yeah, if, cool. you've, if you've got some more that we don't mention. Um, Benji, any, any of those uh, strike a chord with you or do you got other ones? I had a couple other ones. Um, let's see. There was, I think, th- as far as like a stream for game week five, because it's such, I mean, if, if you're looking for somebody who could stash even past game week five, um, I was looking at catch up for sure. I'm still a big believer in uh, Joachim Anderson. Um, it's Brentford, Newcastle, Manchester United at home um, coming up for for Crystal Palace. Uh, I think they have a tough game. Oh, no, that's their next fixture. So big believer in Joachim <laughs> Anderson still. Yeah. Um, his outlet balls to Zaha when he's restored and comes back healthy, hopefully. Um, I like uh, this catch up. 6-3 German center back, five aerials in his last two games. Um, even against Chelsea, he might be worth a stream. Cue the listeners into who exactly you're speaking about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Armel Bella Kochap okay. is the gentleman we're talking about. Who's, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, played for Bochum and uh, Bundesliga for a while. Um, and I also like, uh, this is a weird one, but having watched um, the n- my favorite club, Newcastle, um, had a couple injuries today that I think are going to impact their upcoming fixtures. Uh, ASM came off with a little bit of a hamstring. Yeah. Uh, Willock Trippier? was, Willock was okay. Yeah. Trippier might've had a little hamstring knock. Not quite sure. It was weird. He stayed on, um, but he didn't take that final free kick, which had everybody wondering is something wrong with his leg. Uh, Willock was good in uh, fantasy output, poor in terms of his actual real life impact. Um, Longstaff was just complete garbage. So yep. he needs to dis- disappear into a hole. Um, and I'm looking at Elliot Anderson. This, this I was going to ask. He's a badass. I mean, for six minutes, he did more than uh, Willock did in 84. <laughs> and he was also brilliant in their Tranmere uh, Cup tie in the midweek. So uh, I would keep an eye on Anderson as well. Interesting. Okay, so you, are you, you're you not going to waver him in. It's probably just one of those, if you see him in the lineup, maybe stream him. Yeah, and if you have the depth, if, I mean, if, you, have, if you have the room for a stash. At okay. this point in the season, I have a feeling a lot of managers won't have that room to stash someone like Elliot Anderson. That's a but deep one. I love it. But if you're a Newcastle supporter and you know anything about like the their younger players that are really bright and you look at the injury problems of Newcastle, it's he could get. But it's Liverpool. It's so they're coming. Sure. It's their next fixture. So it'd, it'd be a little bit of a uh, speculation on the uh, game weeks successive. But oh, I like it. OK, um, Toddy, what do you think? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I like these. Uh, the, what the guys mentioned, I think um, a lot of um, talk has been about Pep's quote on on Haaland not being able to play mm-hmm. all the games when when they come thick and fast, and I think that was a bit of a Pep thing. So I'm I'm not expecting uh, Haaland benching anytime soon, but. Uh, that said, I think <sighs> Mares has been very underwhelming yes. uh, when he when he played. So I think 
I think we could see Alvarez uh, at at right wing, um, which again now means that uh, what we thought was well, Mares should be good because he's the only right winger left on that team. Now it's Mares, Bernardo Silva, and um, Julian Alvarez as well. So um, it's as crowded as as we've we've ever seen. Um, I would actually love a Fabio Vieira start, but I think um, Arteta is gonna gonna run his. Uh, forward players into the ground um, until they start uh, not getting results. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a change there. I was banking on a Car- uh, Fabio Carvalho start uh, this season uh, or this uh, this game week, yeah. mostly, mostly due to um, him being, uh, in my opinion, the only um, available guy uh, besides Milner who could effectively play left center mid um but then then um Klopp went with with Hendo as the third guy with Elliot and Fabinho and obviously the result proved proved him right but uh Carvalho has added added um a goal to two other impressive uh, sub appearances so I think he's worth uh holding for now um the two guys I wanted to shout out um are the ones that I had um high ish hopes for preseason. One is Stuart Armstrong and the other one is in Akwapu. Um whoever watched the United game uh this weekend saw that um this isn't a half bad Southampton team. They're not all clicking, and obviously they're not going to be a free scoring um, powerhouse. But um, building up, um, I see a lot of similarities to early early Potter uh, Brighton teams. Um, everyone can play every position. Um, there is great functionality. The general um, skill set is not very high, so <laughs> you, you don't you don't see like um, diamonds there. But um, but if if all starts clicking, then this could be a sneaky good team. Um, I Defensively do think, too, they look really really organized. Exactly, exactly, and I think I think um, there are two camps before the season started one was southampton is relegation fodder and the other one was uh watch this space because because those those youngsters who signed are really good and we can see um um the uh bella kotchup and and uh Especially Lavia, who is not who's not scoring well for Fantrax purposes, but he's an eighteen-year-old defensive midfielder who is who's who's playing as if he was he was twenty-five and had been playing uh, in the Premier League for uh, five six seasons. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this uh, Southampton team um, ends up. Uh, similarly with um, Wepu. Um, 
I think Potter has been riding high on 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 how well they've started the season, but he knows full well that he needs to rotate a bit more. He needs to he needs to plug in a bit uh, these um, bit part players as well. And and if you see Mepu in the lineup, then I think he had he had like um, twelve or thirteen points per start last season in the limited number of starts he had. So. Um, he's definitely one of the highest upside streamers um, available in almost all the leagues. Yeah, Welbeck stunk up the joint, and Lalana is <laughs> hurt, which is shocking to everybody I know. So maybe your Mwepu <laughs> thing is going to happen, man. I think uh, Estupinian coming in left back, like that's another. I think Trussard moved up as second striker. He's no longer a wing back, which was really painful to watch if you yes. rostered Trussard. But oh, God. yeah, it's a, it's a good shout. Sounds like the Mwaku thing could happen um, unless he rolls out the exact same uh, starting 11 that he just did. So who knows? But if he does, if he does roll out the same starting 11 midweek, then surely he, he brings in the changes for the weekend games. So yeah. it's not, it's not a long hold. Um, that said, just an just an aside, uh, Trossard had yeah, actually had worse ghosts in the shadow striker position this this weekend. Um, well masked by his his um, assist, his attacking return. Yep. Um, yep. But he yep. had he had comparable or worse uh, ghosts um, in the shadow striker position than than he did at left left wing back. Is, is he going to be a lot more goal dependent this year? Or is it just a bad run? It's a great question. Pascal Gross is, has been a total monster so far. Always is. Ninth so overall in, in points so far. Yeah. Love Gross. And and there's uh, you were big on him Gavin, I remember, but there there was yep. a huge there was a huge um narrative, you know, that he's being rotated, but anybody who actually looked at um the games to end last season, I mean, he was as nailed as it gets. Um, so I don't see that changing anytime soon. I, he's, he's a, such a solid asset, especially for where you get him in drafts. He's, he's so good. Yeah. But then, then again, um, would you be surprised if, if he was benched for the midweek and then we, we would, we would never see him in the lineup for the upcoming seven game weeks. Yes. Yes. I would be surprised, <laughs> but I see where you're coming from. I think that that has been the case um, with uh, with him under Potter since he came in, and and the reason why we were lower on him than what his PPS would have suggested was that um, he had very good runs, and whenever he played, he was great. But um, it for me it was it was strange. He like he. I think he only signed a one-year deal at the end of the season. Like he, he didn't even have a, a contract for this twenty-two, twenty-three season in May, hmm. and that just screams that, or that just doesn't scream. I'm gonna base my team around you, right? So I'd trade high. That's fair. All right, I w- I would not. <clears throat> I'm into him. Yeah, I'm probably gonna hold at least a little bit longer. Nice. Yeah, I think I I was I was loud and clear on my uh, trade high if you can 
uh, agenda that, uh, <laughs> on the last pod, was it? Like, Joe, yeah. if I remember correctly, that yeah. that um, you just can't, with these with these guys who are not your um, every every weekend um, streamers, just like these, these guys who, who you drafted based on a certain um, narrative um, and are overperforming and there's no real sort of reason why they are so it's not like an injury or something like that but it's it's like a, a possible change in change of mind from the manager i think those are the perfect uh, sell highs because because um at the end of the day people don't change and potter is gonna potter <laughs> i think that's absolutely true um yeah, so speaking of, are you interested in Lamptey? Do you think he gets to start this week? If he does, yes. If okay. uh, I wouldn't I'd I had picked him up a few times um and dropped him when he wasn't starting, so he's one of those great streamers, but um like he's he's not he's not going to be a season hold. No, right. And even last season he was playing every other match. Um which I thought was actually really smart to keep him healthy, but um, he wasn't doing very well, regardless. Probably worth a shout for um, Undav, who scored a goal in their cup tie in oh, midweek. And he's still yeah, my heart. Yeah, like maybe he gets. He might be another shout for a stream. Um, That's a good call or, for a rotation. Yeah. Yeah, he played in the cup match. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, I think he scored another goal. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's. Oh man, I would love to see it. Love and I think he's been he'd he'd been shouted out by Potter as well, saying that he's close to a start and he's done everything right. Um so so yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I was surprised that he was an unused sub this weekend. That was actually noteworthy. Yeah, maybe but maybe because he played he played minutes and I, I forget what if it was a full fixture if he just played uh, part of the game in midweek, but yeah, maybe I can't he's remember. saving him for midweek. Uh, yeah, that could be too. Interesting. I love that shout. Oh, God, that's making me really want to go get him right now. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love me some Mundov. Really do. I drafted him in every league and then dropped him because I was like, the, I, I was a little premature on this. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's fine. Uh, let's, okay, give me, let's do something cheeky. Give me like a percent. What percentage do you think this guy is going to start this week? Um, let's do Eddie and Katia out of 100. What percent? Do you think he would start this week? How confident are you? Eddie and Katia get to start this week. This week, are we saying like game week five? Or yeah. like five, five or next... six. Five or yeah, six. That's... Let's go five or six. Oh, five or six? Okay. Yeah, because so against Villa, we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say 10. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was only going to say like 25. I guess I'm, I'm the optimist here. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Right, I thought he was bad. I thought he was bad. I thought he wasted so many chances from um, Odegaard that I was like, "Wow, this is just like uh, a dis- different flavor of Pepe." Just wasteful. <laughs> oh, interesting. I thought he looked okay. I mean, he, he does. All, it's it's the finished product problem. Yeah, and yeah. I I can't imagine that makes Arteta very happy. Um, so I don't know. That's what I noticed. I only watched the highlights on Match of the Day, so I'm not actually sure if it looked better if you watched every single uh, touch that he took, but. 
the wastefulness thing. I don't know, but he's making the right, I guess he's making the right runs. So who knows? I don't know. Hmm. I still don't think that Arteta has that much confidence in him. Okay. I mean, someone's going to have to rest sooner or later. Yeah, that's true. And if at this point, if Jesus goes down, that is a massive blow to this team. Like you can't even state how big of a blow that would be to this team. At yeah, this it's, point. A, it's around this time of year last year that he that Arteta rolled out Pepe a couple times and he failed to do anything. Well, but yeah, he, he's Pepe. He got he got his chat. He got his chance though. So yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Shout shout out to Prosh actually, just really quickly, who had a really funny tweet about uh, how the the week that Pepe leaves is also the week that um, Bobby scores like whatever it was sixty five or fifty eight. Um, just just further further proof that uh, the universe hates Ryan. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, all right. What percent uh, do you think that, let's see, what about Sinistera plays this week? This is a much better question uh, in terms of percentages. I think it should be much higher. I would give um, well, zero returns go- for, for leads this week, by the way. None. They were pitiful. Yeah. Real so bad. Yes. against Brighton. So I would say better than 50. Yeah, I was going to say 60. Okay. <laughs> I'm the optimist again. I, I really think he starts one of these next two. Um, I, I think at least 75% chance. Mm, I like it. All right, let's do it. Let's do two more. Um, Matt Doherty. Uh, I'm going to go zero. Um, wow. I, I, I think it was telling that Spence came on today. Um, I, I just, yeah, that's a good I point. I don't know. Yeah. Like, he just hasn't, he's played, what, two minutes so far this season and just doesn't seem like he's the preferred choice moving forward. Um, I think, as much as I hate to say it, I think Royal has looked pretty decent. Um, I, I was not one of his uh, biggest fans last season, but I, I think he's done pretty well and I could see him getting one start. And then honestly, you know, maybe Spence was just brought on because it was at forest, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I, but yeah, I, I just don't think Doherty is the guy this season. I'm, I tend to agree with you, but I, man, I don't know. Royale played the full match, which you could say exhibits a belief or, you know, in Royale, you could also potentially say that Conte is going to use him up this weekend and then trot out somebody else on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is. And that could be Spence, but I don't, do you see Royale going a full 90 and then playing again? On, I think they play Wednesday. I think, I think um, this is the week for Dorothy. Like, if he doesn't start any of the next two, then then he's droppable, and you're not gonna get even the even the royal. I I am a, a royal manager in one league and Dorothy manager in another league, and <laughs> and I'd been trying to get uh, both of them out or <laughs> their their counterparts in and and it's been it's been a similar story like i i um couldn't get even close to draft a value for for doherty 
but also I couldn't pay what draft day value for Doherty where where I wanted to get him in. So I think there's there there was a stalemate there. But um but once once lineups come in for for Wednesday or whenever a Spurs play uh, and he's not he's not in the starting lineup. It's going to be very very difficult to hold on. Yeah, this is I think, and I think this is this is one of those situations where uh, the best best play would be to drop him because because you're not going to get you're you're in a very public uh, position of need. And the royal owner is not going to pay anything no. to get him. Whereas if you drop him, um, he will have to overpay. He will have to pay more than he would pay to get him off your roster. Uh, so I think this is this is the kind of situation with with these with these close to droppable assets that that actually dropping them to to the uh, waiver wire act, um, makes sense. If I were going to drop him, though, I might wait until the lineups are announced and he's not in it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. What about last one? Let's talk Christian Pulisic quickly because he was going to feature in the next section, but now it's looking like potentially he's not going anywhere um, before deadline day, although he might. Christian Pulisic, chance of starting in the next two. What do we what do we think? Ten. Mm. I, I think a little bit higher than that. Maybe <laughs> maybe like a third, like thirty-three. Okay. If if we're talking the next two fixtures, yep. Yeah. I would give it fifty fifty. It feels right it feels like given their lack of scoring it's like let's see if someone else can do something out here um if if chelsea's attack if attacking players were getting better returns maybe you could see uh tuchel holding on to what's what's working but it's not exactly working yeah i mean they were lucky against Leicester. let's be honest oh 100 yep. who do you think the pulisic comes in for yeah that's that's my main issue though like like yeah, I I, I see has your, done nothing. I see your point, yeah. but it's um, Loftus Cheek. Like well, all these, none of these players. Uh, and Loftus Cheek's played a lot, and he's completely injury prone. So if if he's going to be in the long term plans, you would expect him to get a rest soon. Um, Gallagher's going to be suspended. Kovacic is back, so I think. not that they play the same position, but just the implications of of right. yeah d- depth problems. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see him I, with five subs. I think he's still an early sub option ahead before his uh, start option. Yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking for Americans to see that, but I mean, you can't blame him. You can't blame Tuchel. He he hasn't been great. Like he just really has not, and he's been perpetually injured, and then just failed to make a difference in most matches that he comes in. So it's just yeah, it's what are true. you what are you gonna do? As much as we love him, what yeah, I is. think. But but at the end of the day, um, he's still a very good uh, marketing asset. So that's yeah. why I I think he's not leaving Chelsea. 
Okay, well, let's use that as a transition. Oh, into... that's a good point. American Ownership Group. They're yeah. gonna get them out there sooner or later. Exactly. So I, I think, I think um, even even if he plays like every third game or maybe a few Champions League ties or whatever, uh, he's still he's still selling shirts in the U.S. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they can afford him. They can hmm. afford to not play him. There's no, uh, except for his career, there is no harm in keeping him on <laughs> as a as a sub there. Yeah, unfortunate but true. Yeah, super sub, and you don't think he's going anywhere? Um, okay, so I mean, that seems like one to me where you know you're not going to burn a roster spot holding him week in and week out. That seems like one. If you really think he's going to get the get the start, then maybe you pick him up during waivers but otherwise you wait until till lineups come out or just before yeah hmm. all right well let's use that as a, as a springboard into the other transfer talk conversations here so um are there any of these guys that you're keen on bringing in the ones that we know about are the ones that are close so of course we're talking uh isak to newcastle we've got paqueta to uh west ham Anthony, of course, just announced 100 million to Manchester United. Um, Abba still potentially, probably to to Chelsea. Um, we've got Raynon Lodi to Forest as a left back, which is really interesting. And then also news that they might be signing Serge Aurier as well um, in the same season that they brought in Nico Williams and uh, to follow. So very strange. Um, of course, you've got Fafana news at Chelsea. Neil Mopai heads to Everton. Um, Connor Gallagher still might be out the door, hard to say. And then I've heard some rumblings about uh, Neves to Liverpool, but that's just wishful thinking more than anything. Um, <laughs> Gavin, how about uh, any of these signings? Or maybe how are you conceptualizing them? How are you ordering them in your brain? Which ones are you willing to spend big on and which ones are more gambles? Uh, yeah, before I do that, I think the I want to say the best thing about the Mope transfer is that we won't have any confusion when Undav is on the pitch for Brighton now. <laughs> I know they look so similar. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that aside, uh, I, I'm actually I, I think there's a, there's one kind of standout player per position coming in, um, assuming Paqueta comes in as a midfielder. So I, I think. Isak is is for me the standout forward, um, just based on his skill set, the team that he's going into, uh, the fact that he is going to be filling a position of need. Um, you know, Callum Wilson is already injured, and Chris Wood is not going to propel them forward to the the top six that they're probably looking to to finish the season in. So I I really like Isak. I think he's going to be. Somebody that that could come in potentially as early as this week, um, and then with him being their record signing, I, I think there have been some questions of you know is he kind of one for the future? Is he ready to be a starter now? Is he going to be eased in? I think the the Wilson injury kind of forces Eddie Howe's hand a little bit there, and we will see him. Um, I think watching the the game against Wolves, they desperately needed that kind of mm. dynamic attacking threat up top. Um, and, and you saw it even when, uh, when Wood was subbed off, they put ASM through the middle, which is, 
less than ideal. It's, it's probably not where you want <laughs> him to be playing, but no. they were kind of forced into doing that because they didn't have another option. So I think in I terms have of thoughts about, I have thoughts about oh, that. Yeah, go I for can't it. wait to, to yeah, yeah. it. I thought it was fascinating too and shocking um, when they went without uh, a forward because it maybe is a sneak peek that Eddie Howe might run um, ASM as a second striker with and and go with um, ASM and Isak up top. So we'll oh, see. I because I, I, um, Isak could play uh, second striker or wing, either one. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be real. I'll, I'll be very very interested to see what happens when they're back at full strength. I mean, he could also play with Wilson. Wilson holding yep. up play um, as a because I know that Wilson's not exactly six foot eight, but he's still more of a target than um, Isak's not really a target guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be very curious to see if they run two two forwards at some point. Yeah, I have seen rumors uh, about potentially going to to four four two with Eddie Howe's like old school preferred system. So yeah, definitely exactly. something to watch. I I wanted to chime in on the Newcastle talk as well. Um, I know you guys um, are also keen listeners of 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 um, other podcasts, and and I was listening to the um, Tifo podcast the other week um and they were talking about how how the presence of wilson helps um unlock asm and almiron in in a sense that they are the kind of guys who have the most value when they when they have space to run into and and to run at defenses and we see the memes of um asm just dancing around when there is there is none of that and and there is um no space ahead of him and i think that's the main difference and the main reason why we're not going to see a lot more of uh chris wood because because he doesn't stretch the defense he doesn't he doesn't make the defensive line move back he is he's playing with his back to the goal um, holding up play, trying to trying to get uh, the midfielders to 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 do to have the killer pass um, above the defense. Whereas Wilson is he wants to receive the ball um, to run onto, and therefore he's pushing the defense back, and it affords space to the wingers behind him, and they can get the ball while running as opposed to getting the ball stationary. And I think that was a really good point on tactics. And and I think that's where Isak helps as well uh, when he comes in. And he'll surely come in at center forward. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ASM looked terrible today. You know, the goal aside, he was just completely off of his game. I was thrilled with having him on my roster that he, he pulled off that worldie. But other than that, he looked terrible today. Yeah, he was back to his decision making worst. It was um, get dispossessed, or even yeah. if you do beat your guy. And I have to give credit to every Wolves defender. They just played. They knew exactly where these attacking players for Newcastle yep. wanted to go, and when they would get on their favored foot, they were there to block everything. And with ASM in particular, they had like I think uh, ASM was just a, a ghost point production machine for Wolves defenders. He just yeah. kept sh- just ramming the ball straight <laughs> into defenders. My buddy's a Newcastle fan, and and he 
uh, texted. It's actually the guy whose voice uh, kicks off the the podcast. But um, but yeah, he he texted and said um, that ASM is literally just like only taking shots when the entire Wolves team is between him and the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just brutal. Um, so yeah, and Chris, anyway. and Chris Wood's done. I mean, let's can we all just be honest that I don't even know if he would score in the championship at this point. It's real bad. Uh, even somewhat competent center halves are just not at all interested in what Chris Wood's up to these days. No, no, and he was he was always a stopgap, right? I mean, like he he was always um, pretty spendy one though. I, I feel like it's sure. a, it's an embarrassing um, uh, transfer in in hindsight. I think they uh, thought it was that nah. or get relegated. I think they I th- thought they, they really needed to do something ASAP because... He was a body. I, yeah. I would give him credit for that. He held he, up play a little bit, could could kill off minutes when it was necessary to get those draws and those 1-0 wins last year. Right. I, pre- I appreciated it, but he's now on the books. And with I FFP think, and, and their money uh, situation, I know everybody wants uh, Newcastle to spend because they've got the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia behind them, but like having that guy in your books is not helpful. No. Who's going who's going to take those wages now? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody yeah, at but, all. Yeah, but I don't think that's that's a huge issue like like um they'll have they'll have um uh fishy um sponsorship contract up and running settle down and say now um <laughs> to to balance the books i don't think that it's it's a it's a balance the books kind of thing it's it was necessary that's there was he was the highest profile guy that was available he filled two gaps he they needed a forward who was healthy and had some premier league pedigree and they directly killed off um the best player or one of the best players on one of their um, relegation rivals. Obviously, I don't think they, even in their wildest dreams, I don't think they were expecting such an awesome um, second part of the season uh, from from Newcastle. Um, So they actually didn't need to um, kill off Burnley because Burnley did that fine by themselves um and it, it, was, a, it was a great and, idea and i don't think it, i think it was only bad in retrospect because it didn't work out so of course we're just like i'm, I'm judging the outcome but it's, you want to hear some a funny stat so they buy burnley's best uh attacking player trying to send them back to the championship and hmm. a lot of people a lot of people including myself would thank them for doing that and not just as a newcastle supporter but i was just tired <laughs> of watching burnley play but in 20 starts weghorst 20 appearances, two goals. In 21 appearances for Newcastle, Chris Wood, two goals. Wow. So they both, it's like the Spider Man gif. They just both basically, yeah. basically like, <laughs> come on. We both suck. It's fine. You guys will appreciate this since we're on this topic, since we're talking about Newcastle. Um, one of the guys from my league just let me know that um, stat corrections are in for that match and that Joe Linton was given four extra successful dribbles. Whoa! Joe Linton was. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I, need, I need to check my lineups. <laughs> As of the time that we're recording this, our friend—I uh, don't, I don't know if you've seen this, Toti. Our friend uh, Fantrax Fox and our friend uh, Nick Jope are g- have gone head to head, and they had a, a what? Their one point difference is one thirty to one twenty nine. 
it's now 131 to 130 because Dyer and Joel got those uh, additional points, and he had he had both those players. Oh, so now he's up by one point. That's brutal. That's oh, brutal. Man. <laughs> yeah, there were some close ones, including stats one corrections that I, have been brutal so far. One that I got away with as well. Um, yeah, stat corrections are tough, man. That, that's just that's just one of those things. Uh, if I if I could, I just want to chime in on Isak. Obviously, I'm a huge Newcastle guy. If I've made that totally clear. Um, <laughs> I think that it's going to hurt Almiron. Probably going to hurt Frazier. Um, Wood probably never going to play again. I think that Isak's really fascinating because he uh, had this... Everyone's talked about he outperformed his XG in 2020, 2021 with 17 goals for uh, Sociedad. Um, then he underperformed last year. Um, but definitely worth noting that Real Sociedad only scored 40 goals despite finishing sixth last year wow. in Liga, which was 23 goals fewer than number seven Villarreal. Wow! So it wasn't all Isak. They were not scoring goals. There were <laughs> there were there were clubs in La Liga last year with that few of goals that were in like 16th place. So they uh, they just didn't score goals. I don't think he was the only one that that struggled to do so. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I yeah, I'm excited to see what he's got. I. I'm a little bit concerned. I, I just don't know. I mean, record signing, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I'm, uh, Joel, I'm, I'm, Joel Linton now second uh, in, on that list, but yeah. Remember when when he looked like a bust, and now suddenly he's just the man. I love Joel just, Linton. No one knew that he was a box to box destroyer. I guess. <laughs> he's so awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm just I'm a little bit nervous about his like implementation um, and and what that's going to look like and. And how many games he'll be given? But you, you sound pretty confident. I don't know. You're starting to sway me here, Benji. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm definitely. The role is absolutely his. He's going to be trotted out immediately. If they had, have, if they had been able to clear his uh, um, work permit, whatever they call it, um, he would have played this. He would have played today. Um, I don't know if he, he wouldn't have started, but he would have played mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I, I, I think that Paqueta is going to be real interesting. I think these two players are far more exciting than on my list than Anthony. I've got Anthony, Anthony, a distant third on the list of these players that are, are rumored to be coming in Okay, as far Same. as my excitement goes. But Paqueta, oof, 20 goals, 12 assists, and 64 appearances in the last two years. Yeah. He's a monster, and he does it all. He's got no weakness. He even He's involved in um, uh, defense as well. He's uh, he's homies with Bruno. I think there was uh, a He's long, like best friends. Yeah, a long rumor yeah. that he was going to come to Newcastle, but... Uh, Newcastle has made it clear in recent weeks that the, he had never been an actual official target. They had never uh, been entered discussions with Leon. Maybe they were just tired of dealing with, with Leon after after getting Guimaraes. But um, <laughs> yeah, Paqueta looks special, and I think his the, that role is as as clear. Uh, he's got a clear path because Lanzini's washed, and Ben Rama is not a central midfielder. So yeah, yeah. So that's you the think... question I, I had is yep. like. So we, we talked about like Isaac being thrown in right away. We, we've yep. seen Moyes take a lot longer to bet in any of That's his true. new transfers. And I think he's also with these new transfers kind of shifting to a new system. And so that... That's and often whole... doesn't know their names, you know. There's right, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> that's too. But yeah, I think that's the only real hesitation I have around Paqueta. I'm I'm super excited by the player himself. I think he's massively talented he's brilliant on the ball he is he's got the strength that uh, I think he will need to to be successful on the ball in the Premier League 
And then he has like every other trick in the book as well. So brilliant, brilliant player. But I think there are some hesitations for me around, you know, how long does it take before he is in the starting lineup? And what is this system that Moyes is going to be playing? And how long does it take him to get there? So that's that's like the only real hesitation that I have on Paqueta. Yeah, the tempting comp is uh, Payet, obviously, and I know that lots of people are going to bring that up. But um, David Moyes, not Slavin Bilic. It's going to be a little bit different in terms of the what what how much free reign is is given to a player like Paqueta, who's going to want to be as as totally creative and dynamic. I just I I have trust issues there too. Plus, they just look like garbage right now in in the attack. So, well, not to mention he trotted out three at the back against Villa. Or- yeah, against Villa, right? And so, like, if you're going to put three at the back, meaning that what two of your def- two of your midfield positions are taken up by defenders, um, granted wing back, sure, but like that means that our midfield positions in this team are so limited, especially if like, okay, fine, I get it against maybe like quote unquote the big six, but like you're you're trotting out five defenders against Villa, I just don't, I don't know oh, where all works. these people are going to play. But it worked. Where the where where's everyone going to play? Skamaka started his first match, and I'm sure you know managers of him were like, "Finally, thank God!" Right? And then of course he gets yanked at like 60 because they've got so many options that I just start to worry. You know, is that going to be a thing? Is that going to be a thing where even if your guy does get the start, you're lucky if they go 65, 70? I think Joe's got a good point. I think in they. Fornals was in that kind of position today that you would expect to be occupied by Paqueta and um, Moise has made it clear that he loves Fornals. Um, I don't, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I, it should be great news if you're a Skamaka, uh, if you've, you've picked him up because um, the, the opportunities between Skamaka and Paqueta should be something that should be pretty special to watch, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying don't go in on him. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but um, and I would, I would still probably bid quite a bit, uh, but yeah, it's just something to, something to think about. Just the formation there doesn't quite pan out with all of the bodies. I mean, they got so many bodies in that team now, especially midfielders, and it's just like, where's everyone going to play? Yeah, maybe the win that they desperately needed today will help relieve pressure, without going into what happened with Villa, who are just a dumpster fire right now. Oh God! I mean, maybe- how how long until Bowen has pressure on him? That's yeah, what I exactly. was going to say. Maybe, yeah. They'll, yeah. maybe they'll bench Bowen finally. He's trending the wrong direction. Very much so. Yeah, part of me wonders if they move to like a three-five-two. That that's that seems like the best formation in my mind to accommodate all of the the signings that they have, and you know, keep your kind of double pivot with Rice and Suchek, but then you can have kind of three. Uh, three additional midfielders behind Antonio and Skamaka. Um, well, that's what they fit. ran out to today, Gavin. And if it's uh, whether you call it a three-five-two or five-three-two, but it's like Fornals yeah. was in that role that you would think would be taken by Paqueta. So, does Fornals get benched? I don't know. Yeah, he loves Fornals. I don't know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Was it could West Ham who are linked with Bednarek right now too? Was that was West, Ham? West Ham? I thought he was linked to a couple of clubs, but yeah, that's probably one of them. Yeah. Yeah, West Ham and Villa, I think. I mean, he's not going to come in and <laughs> change the defense. Ben, Benarek's the, the player that you that we everyone that has anything to do with paying attention to the sport confuses with uh, Vestergaard. I yeah, absolutely, the, absolutely. I can never keep those two players separate in my brain. It was like you have just lost your spot at Southampton. Welcome to West Ham. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. 
but okay. All right. So Gavin, you were saying um, there's like a marquee player coming in at every position. So we've covered two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So I, I think, yeah, obviously marquee at forward is Isak midfielder Paqueta. And then in defense, I, I really like Renan Lodi. Um, not that he has any other real competition coming in at the moment for other high profile defensive transfers, and yeah, I, I don't care if Arie comes back. I, I don't want anything to do with him. Um, <laughs> he's not getting in ahead of Nico Williams. And that seems just, like clearly a backup thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, you would stream him though when he starts. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But not mm-hmm. not bidding fab on him, not putting a waiver claim in. Uh, no, just a streamer. That's it. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know a huge amount about Lodi, to be honest, but I, I have seen some of his past performances for Atletico, and I, I think he's a significant amount better than Tofolo, um, and, and probably brings the same kind of level of quality on the left side of the pitch that, um, that you see from Williams on the right. So hmm. Yeah, I, that I poor think, bastard, right? Tuffalo, like just, I, know, I know, he just right? got signed. Yeah, like, po- poach him do- from Huddersfield, yeah. and then <laughs> and he's doing him. okay. Yeah. yeah, he's doing okay. Team looks great. Yeah, it's that's really. Yeah, I thought they looked good today. They looked really good. Really, really good. Absolutely, Nico, man, Oof. that dude, that eye test oh, on he's that guy, so good. He's so good. It's a little surprising that Liverpool let him go. Yeah, I think he needs I think games. It was, he's exactly. not getting I think ahead it was of one of those things. He he's ready now, and and he's it's just one of those happy trails, you know. Wish you the best because you're not getting in this team anytime soon. It just felt like he could be uh, Trent's Shimikas, you know. It felt like that could have been the thing, but yeah, yeah. I don't think he was happy with that. Whereas Shimikas is yeah. sort of is he's just kind of like a servant to the club at this point. He also played uh, under 11s with Steve Cooper, which I learned today listening to the broadcast. No way. News. Yeah. So they've known each other since he was a since he was a little boy. Crazy. I did not know that. That's that's wild. Interesting. All right. Uh, any other transfers you guys want to mention? Fofana, um, Toddy, do you want to talk about? You you were mentioning Chelsea earlier. Do you want to? Yeah, I think kind of I think two circle two back, of, as they say two of the. Uh, players that will have changing values, uh, but they're all, both of them rostered. Uh, one is Fafana, and the other one is potentially Ruben Neves. Okay. Um, they're both worth mentioning, and also let's not um, no, leave this topic without talking about Anthony and pro- potentially Oba as well. Sure, uh, great point. So, so Fafana, I see a bit um bit like last season when Kurt Zuma signed for West Ham and everyone was getting older knickers in a twist on how <laughs> amazing he's going to be based on that one half season that he was top goal scorer for Chelsea um and I see a bit of that. Uh, obviously, not not the top goal scorer bit, but um, the value bit for Fana. I think I think there's gonna be. Well, obviously, he hasn't been in the squad for two games now, and he did nothing of note even before that. So the optic there is uh, is obvious um, if he actually starts playing for a decent team. 
rather than for a relegation candidate Leicester City. Um, They're so bad. So obviously he's going to be more valuable um, than 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 right now, but I think in most leagues you will find a manager who thinks he will be um, the next Antonio Rudiger or he will be the next John Terry or whoever. I don't know how um, how good uh, Chelsea centre-backs um, were but um, but yeah I don't I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a quick fix like Fofana comes in and suddenly Chelsea are not gonna concede um, I think it's gonna be a long road until until Chelsea are a powerhouse in defense they, they will have the um, personnel in once we found the signs, um, because that that was the clear thing that they needed two centre backs in before the window uh, closes, and that will happen. But I think it will be a long road ahead until mm. that uh, defense is solidified. So I think if you can, if you can sell him on the promise of him being a twenty clean sheet defender who gets busy then you should do that um if you if you can't then enjoy those um those better numbers than they currently are uh as for nevesh he's got hold on one second um fofana's got 8.2 ghosts per start as well i mean so he's no slouch as far as you know getting you numbers that are not just clean sheets yeah, but he has to outghost Johnny Evans. <laughs> he will be playing That's next rude. to Koulibaly and um, yeah, what's Reece, wrong with you, Rhys James? <laughs> <You're> a terrible <laughs> person. Koulibaly uh, and terrible Thiago as Silva. Leicester defense. <laughs> also true. Yeah, but I think I think actually, actually, um, and this this might be me. Being um, too married to my controversial take, but I actually think that Fafana does not come in as a right centre back. He will play there, obviously, sometimes. But I think Fafana is coming in as a as a deputy and um, prince in waiting for um, Thiago Silva rather than uh, as a as a okay, right, so who's the right centre back. So I think. He's gonna back. say Reese James, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I will say Reese James. It's Koulibaly. It's the back five is um, Kukurella, Koulibaly, Thiago Silva, or Wesley Fofana, Reese James, and Loftus Cheek or Anthony Gordon. It's right wing back. I don't know about this. Uh, yeah, this is not. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no. I can't imagine Burley spending what, 75 million pounds to bring this player in, matching VVD from a few years ago in terms of um, transfer. Like, what are we? And then sitting him behind a 37 year old uh, Silva and. I think I, I would have to assume that Fofana goes in. It's probably weird news on the left because Kukurea is not really a center back. Neither is James. 
that feels like everybody knows that, even Tuchel. And this should he's, probably he's be good news for Chilwell, uh, pe- people who rostered Chilwell. And it should probably be good news for Reese. And we'll see what happens with Kukurea. I don't know. Really? I think he's going to be benched. I'm, I don't think he'll go straight in, but there's no think- plans for him to be a starter. No, I think he'll be he'll be a starter, but he'll take minutes off Thiago Silva, not um, not start um, at right centre back. Okay, so you're you're still insisting that Reese James is going to be the I right centre back. I think Reese James will be the right wing back after the World Cup, and here is why: I think there is a lot of rotation, a lot of work on transitions. In that, if you if you've if you've watched Chelsea, they they almost play two starkly different formations in attack and defense, and the defenders absolutely need to know where they should be. And Reese James knows it by heart, and he knows it by heart at right wing back, and he knows it by heart at right centre back too. But at right wing back, uh, Loftus Cheek, Anthony Gordon, whoever, Pulisic, whoever can easily cut in or if their skill set is that way um, can just overlap and run and run and cross and run and cross. That is an easier position to play in a two-hill three defender set than the right centre-back. And I think Reese James is his security blanket at right centre-back. And as long as he feels he doesn't feel comfortable with the new signings in a three. He will still play Reese James in that back three. And I, I would say after the, after the World Cup, everyone will be comfortable enough in their systems that will allow Reese James to play most of his minutes at right wing back. All right. <laughs> I think, I think Reese James is their, their best player on set pieces, arguably. He's their best striker of the ball. Like for like they don't have a striker right now. So he's their best striker of the ball. And I think he's the he is the the comfort blanket or whatever you call him for yeah. right center back. But I also think that I don't know, Tuchel's gotta see what everyone else can see too. One would hope anyways, which is that he's more important to the their lack of attacking prowess than he is for providing the security blanket at right center back, especially if having signed Fofana. So yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. If we had one of those little bet things, I would definitely bet that um, this is very good news for James, and he's done uh, at center back unless it's unless there's injuries. Maybe well, not immediately, but but what what would be in what short order? Be, so it, so he we have had four four game weeks, and he started at right center back in three of those. Am I correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay. So I'm checking. I don't believe you. I think you sit on a throne of lies. Okay, so um, before the season, I said um, around 8 to 10 games at right centre-back. So from now on, from now until um, the end of the season, would you take the over or the under on 7.5 starts as a right centre-back? Under, of course. That's where I'm... Just where I'm trending in this conversation. Gavin? It's a little Gavin closer left. for me, but I, I still think it's under. I'm here. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I think I think seven is probably reasonable, six or seven. But yeah, I, I think Fafana gets bedded in pretty quickly, becomes a starter. And yeah, like Benji said, it, it's impossible to ignore the fact that Chelsea aren't creating enough chances up top and moving Reese James up top automatically changes their fortunes there. Or I guess to, to right wing back, which technically means <laughs> almost up top, much further forward up the pitch. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, and listeners as well, I would love, and I love Reese James at right wing back. I'm not propagating. I don't want him at right center back. I just think he gets there. Hmm. That's enough, uh, Reese. That's yeah. our that's our Reese James quota for that was the United. To be about Wesley Fana. United supporters are going to cancel this podcast. If you're gonna <laughs> talk about talk about Anthony. Okay, let's yes. talk about Anthony. Good. Okay. Cool. So United have added another attacking threat um, to a very, very, very crowded um, front three. So, yeah, I mean. I guess uh, all of you have sort of indicated that he is a little bit further down on your priority list, but you'd all still be happy to get him in. No, I, this oh. is the conventional attack right now on United. Is that their again their transfer strategy makes zero sense? There doesn't seem to be a strategy. This is a player that they already have an abundance of a kind of forward slash winger slash. He's got some playmaking skill, but he seems just like a quicker version of Sancho. Yep. Um, and the the history of uh, these uh, prolific attacking players in the Eredivisie coming to the Premiership is Premier League is horrible. So I hmm. I don't know. I want I want no part of it. Which I shouldn't say, but now my <laughs> fellow managers know I'm not in for Anthony. But we have no fewer than two diehard United supporters in our league, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, somebody will bid. They're full. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, it, I'm people, not quite people so are going to bid 100 on him, right? People are going to bid 100 on him. Yes, oh, more. Yes. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. more. Okay. Sorry, Gavin, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm I'm not quite so bullish on not wanting anything to do with him. I, I think <laughs> the, the fact that they've spent 100 million euro on, uh, on a player means that he almost has to start. Yeah. And, um, I think if you if you think about it, you know if uh, if Sancho was on waivers or if Rashford was on waivers today, you're going to bid on them, right? Like, yeah, you're not yeah. going to yeah. leave them. Caveat there. for the 100 fab plus that it'll require to get him, I want nothing to do with him. Okay, fair. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, I think I have a, a kind of a weird hesitation as well. Um, maybe not weird. I just I, I think the the price is just so overblown. You you look at uh, the stats from Eredivisie last season, and Sinistera completely dominated Antony in terms of stats. So <laughs> Leeds got Sinistera for like twenty million. Um, so I I don't know if Antony is necessarily going to have five times the output of Sinistera once once he's in the team and playing. Yeah, um, Newcastle got Isak, the position that they could actually use for sixty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is the whole. Then, it's not your money West, argument. Blah, West Ham. Blah, right? West Ham like, got Skamaka for like twenty. Yeah. It would I mean, still what, be probably an up, upgrade on Martial. 
Okay, we're, let's talk. Let's move this conversation back to Fab. Um, so Benji or anybody really, but Benji, you've been outspoken. So it's going to take me more outspoken. Than, no way. No, I, no. Come on. It's going to take more than your comfortable spending. But yeah. what would the amount be where you'd be like, oh, if I can get him for that, sure. Fifty. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's still a decent amount. It's just everything around that club and, and the attacking returns again, real life and fantasy implications against Southampton were really bad. It's their defense that kept him in the game. And if you had defensive players in that game, you felt really good about it, especially Dallo. But like their attack was just garbage again. Dude, Martinez ghosted out too. They all did. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. faced us. We faced a stack of Lissandra Martinez and uh, Malasia and they both like oof, 40 points. Like, and we were like, Ooh, <laughs> we thought we were where, in trouble. Where did this yeah. come from? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. thought you were in trouble. Little did you know you had Roberto Firmino in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I think it's it's just the combination of the the number of players that they have that play a similar role, position, uh, temperament, whatever you want to call it. Just yeah. it doesn't feel good, and it, it's just this list: the Van Ginkle, it's Altador, Depay, <laughs> Will Boney, Davy Clausen, Lacadia, Jan Hockbosch. Remember, like all these players have come from uh, the Dutch yeah. league and done nothing. I'm worried about Sinistera, and he is on our roster right now. We'll see what happens, but it, yeah, I have him too. Yeah, he's, a, he's I, on mine too. <laughs> I think <laughs> the, I, I think the patient zero of Eredivisie um, love projects was Matteo Cashman. Oh wow, oh, God, that is wow. See, I forgot to add that one to the list. The last good player that I could find, gentlemen, I did some research on this because I think like, Dutch league players. It just feels like it's always shitty. Yeah, was Eriksson, Genie Wijnaldum? Yeah. Like, are those the two last good players? Uh, you go way back, and you've got Arjen Robben, you've got Luis Suarez, you've got, of course, like Van Nistelrooy. But that's only because I'm 100 years old and remember those players. But like, <laughs> it's been it's been 10 years since like a player's come over from the Eredivisie and done really well in the Premier League for regardless of position, probably. Um, I wanted to add one more thing to the uh, Anthony conversation, and this is this is uh, from one of from a conversation I had with uh, our very own draft lad. And uh, he, just like uh, all of us, is not uh, very high on Anthony either. And he suggested to um, look at how wingers score for Fantrax in this Eric Ten Hag system um, that he's playing. And although it's, it's a small sample size, but they don't seem to get any ghosts whatsoever so i think that's that's something to to look at as well like he might be good in real life he might be he might be a decent player and might be able to help them win games but at the end of the day we're talking about um this this game we play and uh if he's not going to score well then then he's not worth the fab hmm when you well, when you say wingers, I mean, who are you? Cause Sancho Sancho had seventeen versus Liverpool with the goal. With the goal, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but are you considering Fernandez as the other? Uh, no, uh, Rashford. Okay, well, Rashford was playing through the center. Yes, but uh, we can consider Fernandez as well. He was bad as well. He has been bad. He's just he's in a massive slump. 
They but, all are though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, they've all And this passed. is this is like months, years long uh drought. Like I came in thinking that uh Fernandez was gonna have a good year and so far I'm like, you glad I didn't take him in the top and we had a, I think we had an opportunity to take him. No, we took and we took Kinsella. Let's not talk about Kinsella. Um but yeah, it's, <laughs> Bruno, Bruno doesn't look good either. None he of them had, look good. He had the goal. Would you trade him out? Oh, if somebody would give me top ten uh, value for him, absolutely. KDB, maybe? maybe maybe top twenty. You're not getting KDB. I don't feel good about KDB either. <laughs> really? Oh, ridiculous! KDB's been a stud except for I know, one week. I it's, I know it's just one. No, it's, it wasn't the points either. There was a weird look. I, I'm an eye test guy. I will admit it. Like I do the eye <laughs> test, and so he looked leggy. He reminded me of the version of. Um, KDB that got injured because Pep played him too much like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And he got that injury that took him out for like a month and a half and he finished the um, scoring for uh, fantasy and like, this is Taga era, but it was real bad. That I can't remember that year. But anyways, it, I, I saw a glimpse that just made me think, is he just going to run him into the ground? Because I felt like he should have come out. I think he, he might already need a rest, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. Um, interesting. Okay, well, let's really quick uh, talk ABBA. And um, then we can kind of wrap it up. So, oh boy, Aubameyang to Chelsea. This just, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this team. I, I of course roster Havertz in a league, and I'm, I'm probably should I drop him? Honestly, like I, I don't know what to I'm do with right this player. Yeah, I'm right there sure. with you. I, I did this. He last has year. no value. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be able to trade him at all. No, I've tried with no every chance. person in my league. Oh boy. I sent a trade when DCL Negative was one height injury. In, in 90 minutes. I didn't even see this, gents. Yep. I did not see this. Wow. Yep. He has uh, 1.5 points in 180 uh, last his last 180 minutes. Crazy, right? <sighs> it's so bad. With an ADP of 41. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Pascal Gross, who just gets dunked on still, <laughs> was 106 ADP. I just want to throw that out there for the Gross lovers out there. You, you shut your mouth over there, Toti. <laughs> I love him. I just, I just think that it's not this, enough. Apparently, it's it's not going to hold. Kai Havertz or Pascal Gross? Come on. Obviously, Pascal Gross, but trade him out anyway. That's crazy. Forty-one. He was taken in the third or fourth round. Oof. But this Can is another confirm. team, like you're saying with United. I mean, this is another team that's just in the mud right now. Chelsea have one player who is averaging better than ten per game points one player and that's reese james yeah and you'd think sterling after this output but nope well so kai havers is like the pig pen character in uh charlie brown stories like that that little the little the mud just keeps following him because it was with him last year too (laughs) (laughs) yeah he did nothing in his 22 starts last year either right well talk about goal dependency if you told if you if I told you that a player had twenty two starts and they had eight goals and three assists in those starts, you would not expect seven point. Oh, never mind that that doesn't, doesn't take into account the subs. But anyway, he's still he's still so goal dependent. He doesn't ghost at all. Yeah, yeah. That's Even when the he issue. does produce, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and I kept waiting for something. That that's that's the dilemma that I'm in with you, Joe. It's like. You're almost forced to either drop or just continue to suffer until there's <laughs> signs of life. And then, you know, the longer this goes on where there's not, the the less chance you have of convincing somebody that oh, he's yeah. turned the corner. 
and that it's going to get better and that this isn't just an anomaly. So it's it's a tough spot to be. I'm not I'll say some, him I'll say something anymore. idiotic for, to most people. But it just shows you how much if you just look at stats and you forget the names of the players that are involved, blah, blah, blah. Kai Havertz or like Roberto Firmino. <laughs> I mean, if you're waiting for 53 points out of Havertz, it'll literally literally never happen. You're no. waiting to get you're waiting to get 10 or 15. Right. So I, I don't understand how he's rosterable at this point. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, OK, but so, OK, well, OK, so Abba can walk right into that position and uh, probably do better, right? Most likely do better than this, but but Oba, <laughs> I Oba, don't know. I watched too much All or Nothing. That dude's a head case. Oba is not a center forward, though. Right. So if they're signing again, they're signing a player who's not a center forward to play center forward for them. That's again, we we are we are coming back to what we talked about with United, like. They could have had Skamaka, they could have had Isak, they could have had so many more uh, center forwards who are actually goal scorers, who are actually center forwards, and they're going for a left winger to to who has already failed in the Premier League once. Uh, to or just quit on his club, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, to, I mean, to, he has to play been playing, center forwards. He has been playing center forward for Barcelona, done relatively yeah. well relatively yeah what yeah. 11 goals in 21 22 once upon a time michael Cayley, do you guys know him follow him great follow does double yep. pivot pod with yeah. uh, mike goodman he did a story i think this is when he was writing for the predecessor to the ringers maybe for grantland or somewhere but he did a story about uh aging uh forwards and the the cliff it's like running backs in the nfl the cliff mm. that they fall off post 30 this dude's 33 and the last time he was in the Premier League wasn't great. <laughs> so I, right. you, 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 he's probably still worth. I, I'm going to throw a number out there. I would, I would be more confident in my 50 Fab going to Aubameyang than I would to Anthony. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think as as somebody uh, that rosters Havertz, sure yeah, to have like yeah. both of them. I don't want both of them, but if you if you you know force yeah, me, you to could hardly call that a handcuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's not horrible. at all. That is a literal. There is a literal handcuff that is handcuffing <laughs> your team <laughs> to <laughs> the bottom of the table. That is quite literally. You are handcuffing your own hands behind your back. <laughs> Oh my God! No, I'm, yeah, I'm so you're gonna done lose a man. lot of your your head to heads if you're counting on production out of that. Yeah, that's bad. I'm not bringing in another Chelsea forward. I can't do it. I'm just, I'm just not. Okay, here we go. So, um, and is there enough creativity surrounding Aubameyang? Let's see. He goes right in. Havertz, goodbye. You're you're gonna go back to you're gonna follow Timo out the door back to Bundesliga. Like, wh- what's gonna provide that creativity though? Who's gonna do it? Mount? I think I think there was no problem Sterling? with the with the creativity. Sterling, Mount, Reese James, Chilwell, Cucurella. I think I think the finishing is what okay, the you just problem is. Three fullbacks, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chelsea. It's the fullbacks. Yeah, I know. I just I don't think that is that enough. Is that is that what's going to take to unlock the potential for Aubameyang? Is what I'm leaning at here. Is that going to do it, or is it going to be a partnership between him and Sterling? 
I think the that's that's not like I don't think there is goal scoring potential enough goal scoring potential in Obama Young to unlock. I'm not a Chelsea tactics guy, so forgive me out there, Chelsea people. But like, who's going to hold up play? Who's going to do something? Because Sterling and Obama Yang playing off each other doesn't exactly ins- sound inspiring, to be totally honest. But maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, there's no true like number nine play going on there. Yeah, there's no Lacazette uh, right. equivalent. Yeah, right. right. Off the shoulder to to release him off the shoulder to hold up play to yeah. But their build up is so slow anyway that like I I don't know that that's their. That, game. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's a good, very good point. And I think I think for for that, um, we talked about this last week that Havertz is is what Firmino is to Liverpool. He is to Chelsea what Firmino is to Liverpool. Um, but with Firmino, there was a Mane and there is a Salah around him to actually make use of the movement and of the pressing and of everything that he does. Whereas with Havertz, there is no goal scorer, goal scoring um, inverted winger around him. It's just everyone's, everyone's uh, making plays for someone who isn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, you could see Havertz, Aubameyang, and Sterling in a front three. But then where does Mount go? Yeah, I don't know. It's a very confusing team at the moment. They could yeah, go to a four-three-three. That's what I was about to say. I, I think that that makes a lot more sense with this type of signing to to move to a four at the back system and then have the extra man in midfield where you could actually put Mount where he's best. Because um, I I don't think Mount is a winger. I, I don't think he has the right mm. skill set for mm. that. And I, I think if you put him as the attacking most central midfielder, he can. Uh, yeah. He can be the one to kind of unlock defenses and and progress the ball forward and and work with the the fullbacks and I, I think that makes a lot more sense where you could have uh, more of a rotation of the front three because I think you've you've you can look at how Tuchel has played this season and I think there is kind of that intent to have the the front three really rotating positions and working off of each other but it's just not it's not functioning properly at the moment. But I think if you if you have a more uh, creative central midfield presence, and this is also where I think Chelsea is missing Kovacic quite a bit. Um, but I, I think if you have a little bit more creativity coming out of the midfield, and then you have somebody like Aubameyang that can finish chances if they're you know put on a plate for him, as opposed to Havertz, um, then you have those three kind of working off of each other and, and having more of a rotation. I think that could potentially be a little bit more fruitful i'm still not super confident in it where i'm like you know scrambling to go add Aubameyang to my team but i I think a force a four at the back system does lend itself to bringing in uh, an Aubameyang type forward that makes Hmm. sense that makes sense and i think i think that's that's also a system where they can rely obviously with that they will still have to spend time, more time, on um, on defensive uh, stuff in training. Meaning, um, they will have more. They have to rely more on individuals uh, up top to make something happen. But in that system, 
that's something that I can see happening. Like these are very cre- very um, good players who, even if the system isn't perfect around them, they will still make stuff happen. So yeah, I think that Aubameyang is going to be incredibly goal dependent. As far as fantasy numbers are concerned, I'm very concerned for anybody who rosters him and is hoping for more than that. I mean, I think we we can wrap up the Anthony and Oba um, conversations, meaning that or or wrapping up saying that um, if you have Chelsea and United fans in your league, then um, you can you can maybe spend a bit more on them and try to trade them out because both will most likely start right away and could have a hot spell starting out. Um, And that's where you need to sell them off for much more than you paid for. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. (laughs) I'm into that. All right. Uh, let's let's sign her off, and as you do, give us a couple of Game Week 5 streamers that you are eyeing up if we haven't mentioned them already. Toddy. Um, well, you've mentioned uh, <sighs> Ketchup. He was, he was one of my <laughs> um, one of my sneaky waivers, even though they play Chelsea. Um, he's, I think he's going to be decent. Um, I think um, it's it's not a secret anymore, but uh, Estupinian is um, is also going to be a, a great player. Maybe maybe reaching um, last year's Cucurella, Cucurella levels. Um, yeah, uh, twenty ghost points in his in about a hundred minutes so far. Oh, yes, I've taken him. And uh, the two sort of out there suggestions are Nelson Semedo and James Justin. Oh. I think I think uh, James yeah, Justin had... and I'm glad we did because I think uh, Aitnori just lost his job. Yeah, to Johnny. I think so. Defensive lapses, man, they'll cost you. Oh wow! Yeah, Johnny was terrible. By the way, he was he was miserable. And Semedo, I think, is the much better fantasy asset, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Johnny is the better real life defender. Where I know he's going to give you more an attack. Yeah, out of the three, I think Johnny is the best defender. Defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, not not that Samedo is much better than uh, I'd Nuri, but I think he's more mature. He was good today for sure. He, he looked a, really he's, good he's, today. He's more mature. Yeah. He was uh, locking down our our boy ASM a few times. <laughs> so so yeah, I think I think he was better than uh, Kyle Walker. Is what I was trying to say. <laughs> One hundred percent. That's not a big thing, though. I think the most damning um, indication of uh, Aitnuri's uh, time in the sun is that um, Ryan dropped him. Oh, yeah. Ryan had a he had a weird weekend. <laughs> he was he picked up El Nenny because he was drunk on uh, Emirates vibes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he then he. Uh, he brought on Declan Rice and dropped eight Nori. He did get a last minute, I uh, think, no ghost points to speak of until he got an assist out yep. of Declan. But yeah, yep. he was having yep. a tough time. That's a solid move, though. I mean, if it did pay off. No, well, he's still lost, so I don't know if yeah, it did. Yeah, but El, El Nenny, not, not that one, of course. <laughs> yeah, El Nenny had one point. Yeah, not so great. 
Um, and and uh, and James Justin had nine 9.25 points against Chelsea. With the two, new Fofana, right? With two goals, <laughs> two goals conceded. If you can so, just outghost Johnny Evans, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he wasn't playing centre back, um, but yeah, uh, James Justin, decent shout. Um, not not that not that uh, that Chelsea or that Leicester team is going to be any any good, but uh, United at home, Brighton away, Aston Villa at home. That's a decent-ish three games for a very attacking left wing back. So um, it's just you, it's the classic. We're we're talking about they get a lot of opportunities because they're bad. So they they can they can tend to ghost well on that team. Can somebody say something about speaking of Lester about Tielemans? What? So I know uh, Madison was hurt, but I was wondering: is he a stash? Like, if you is he going to is he going to start now? Like, what's going on there? He came in and just completely ghosted out of his mind, and was back on free kicks. The the stuff that you'd expect. But does he have a role with both Barnes and Madison fully fit? He tends to do that whenever Madison's not in the team. Yeah, and this is yeah. this is something that um, that was part of like a conversation we had, I think, on a previous pod. Uh, just kind of ripping into Tielemans a little bit, where his numbers yeah. from the beginning of the season last year looked really great because Madison, Madison was, was garbage. out. And yeah. yeah, and Madison wasn't playing well, and, and Tielemans was kind of dominating set pieces. Um, we've seen that Rodgers isn't afraid to dump people out of the team if they're not in the right headspace. So I guess maybe Tielemans has kind of worked through whatever transfer disappointment uh, was coming, totally. if there was any. So I, I think he is probably likely to stay, um, but I still don't see him being that like, oh yeah, look look for you know eighteen points or fifteen points a game or something along those lines, um, like he tends to get when Madison's not in the team. Um, mm. pro- probably worth a stash, but yeah, I, I don't know about you know relying on him as as one of your better midfielders. I had uh, Keen Lewis Potter, aka KLP. As a somebody to keep an eye on because both Wisa and Mbumo Mbumo has started this season just like he ended last, which is just he wastes too many chances. They had 19 shots and only scored one goal. Um, so Potter came on, had 27 goals for in the championship, and he came on, had an assist and 12, 12 uh, uh, fantasy points in his very limited minutes. So I, he might get a start upcoming. And then I also had Mateusz Klik. Klik, Klik as my other somebody to keep an eye on it could could get some um rotational streaming opportunities for managers mm, i like it and he's going to be Cle- on on penalties isn't he and cleek always always gets those kps he's just he's good for him that and like 30 yard shots on target <laughs> <laughs> just on Marl gazi style yeah, just you know, softballs for the keeper, but pepper and the they, keeper. They, they never go in, but they're great for fantasy managers. Yeah, just yeah. A, a handful of two points at a time, just racking them up. <laughs> who's, a who's point is a point. Passes, then? Point is a point. Yeah. Well, two in this sense. <laughs> <in this case. laughs> point is a point, but unless it's two, then it's two points. Yeah, um, I had a, I had right. a couple guys uh, that that we didn't talk about. One is probably not available, but he is really low rostered right now. He'll probably make it into my sleepers article. Um, Marcus Tavernier, I, I think, you know, coming off of the the 
big loss against Liverpool, like Bournemouth assets aren't particularly sought after right now. Um, <laughs> but he is somebody that has shown that he can put up the ghost points. And I think, you know, their fixtures are starting to turn now. So if he is still out there in your league, I think he's worth a pickup and and stash. Um, or I guess just keep an eye if you're if you're looking to, you know, put bids in for some of these higher profile guys and maybe you miss out on them and you need somebody to to fill a roster spot uh midweek. I think he's a he's potentially a good pickup long term. Um and then a couple other guys I, I wanted to point out. I, I mentioned Kovacic earlier being back. I, I don't think he's, you know, gonna set the world on fire, but I, I do think he's somebody that when he is in this Chelsea team, uh is somebody that that does put up pretty decent ghost points on both sides of the ball and maybe contributes to them uh at least having a little bit more attacking creativity and, and chances so uh potentially someone that could put up you know eight to ten points and you'd feel you'd feel pretty good about that um and then the last guy is uh max kilman i thought um i thought wolves looked really good really solid defensively today against uh, a newcastle team that you know just just played very well against man city a couple of days ago so um I, I think that partnership with Kilman and Collins is starting to come together and it looks right now like Kilman is the one that's kind of the the more dominant in terms of ghost points which I wasn't expecting based on how well Collins ghosted for Burnley last season but uh, I think Kilman is is one of those guys that uh is, is kind of an under the radar type of guy that that might be a good defender to pick up and uh roll out this week and, and even in the coming weeks nice all right well done boys let's wrap her up benji thanks for joining us again man yeah thanks you guys it's fun absolutely thanks for sticking around we, we made it a long one but i think there's some really valuable information in here so i'm really excited to get this out um but toddy and gavin always you guys are amazing thank you so much draft society lads you guys rule um and then community the obligatory shout out you know we love you be kind to people online please just come on um but regardless community yeah you're, you're the best we love you keep uh keep engaging with us if you have questions let us know tag us we'll get it retweeted um and don't don't be afraid to give us crap online but uh let's just keep respectful hey eh? all right until next time this has been the kpc we'll talk to everyone soon cheers <laughs>